1: Primary for governor on the Republican side, heating it up. And, well, it's actually the candidates for lieutenant governor that are making it interesting. Or potentially candidates for lieutenant governor. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Kevins here. Brad Klofenstein in for Casey today. So, the I guess it's five right now who are running for governor on uh, the Republican side. Other than Curtis Hill, they're about as entertaining as dry paint. And when this Brad Chambers guy, who is the head of IEDC, gets in, he will be six and it'll be five that are as entertaining as dry paint and then and then Curtis. And so what's interesting is that we're talking about this today because it's actually the race for lieutenant governor that is starting to get a lot of
0: attention this might be the first time in 200 years that the race for lieutenant governor has been interesting
1: well and and the l- race for lieutenant governor is going to be very very important this year because we're going to see if the republican party can finagle their way if the cabal can finagle their way to keeping their stranglehold on power and process in the state of Indiana. And so for those of you who don't know, we've talked about it many, many times, but we have new listeners all the time. In the state of Indiana, the lieutenant governor for both major parties- All three. Well, actually all three, because the libertarians actually do this this, the same way, obviously, is picked at a convention. So while you will vote next May in in a Republican primary to see who the governor nominee will be, the lieutenant governor, at least for now, and we'll get to that here in a second- is picked at a at, at a state convention by the state delegates. And you become a state delegate by running in the May primary. If you're one of the leading vote-getters and every county elects these delegates a little differently, then you go to the state convention and you vote on who that person will be. Well, forever and ever, it has been, I think going back at least 30 years, maybe more, it's just been this automatic rubber stamp of whoever the nominee for governor picks, for lieutenant governor, that's who the delegates pick. This year, Micah Beckwith friend of our show, we'll have him on tomorrow to actually discuss this, has stepped up and said, we're not doing that anymore. You can't count on any of these people to actually follow through on what they said. Look at what happened with Holcomb because there was some rubber stamp as lieutenant governor. There was nobody to speak up or speak out. Silent Suzanne Crouch said absolutely nothing. By the way, I got asked this yesterday. Why do you call her Silent Suzanne? Well, if for seven years you say nothing with massive tax increases, state shutdowns, business closures, trying the governor trying to put you in jail for not wearing a mask, the Malik Muhammad meet and greet, and other various egregious discretions by the governor, what else would we call that person, Brad? I, I don't know. I'm impressed
0: that you rattled off that list without even having to look at oh, a sheet of paper or right anything. At,
1: it, trust me, Brad. It's right at the forefront of my <laughs> thinking anymore. Uh and so we have dubbed her silent Suzanne Crouch. So all of this saying, so Micah Beckwith has come out and said, I'm running for lieutenant governor. I'm not running with anyone. I'm running independent of all these candidates. And we are going to give the delegates at the convention a choice of whether they actually want a check and balance on, an, on a potentially out-of-control governor or not. Well, obviously, the establishment is not going to take that sitting down. They're not going to take having anybody who is not a rubber stamp to their Warped ideology in that position. And so you have seen the most establishment of all the candidates running, Suzanne Crouch, apparently strike some sort of deal, or at least close to a deal, with of all people, Greg Pence, where she wants him to be his
0: her running mate. These are strange bedfellows, Rob. I, I don't I Greg Pence, I kind of understand he took over his brother's old congressional district. This was the family saying Greg Pence didn't ruin tobacco road stores. What was it? <laughs> Kill Brothers Kiel Oil brothers Company. Brothers Oil Company. And yeah, he didn't pollute a bunch of the ground and cause Idem to have to turn them yeah. into Superfund sites and clean it up. This was kind of remaking his legacy. The man says nothing. He does no interviews. He is just kind of silent Greg over there in Southeast Indiana, and I thought that he was just going to be happy to be a rubber-stamp Republican vote out in D.C., and now all of a sudden he wants to get involved in statewide politics. I find this fascinating.
1: And and it's so odd. So, by the way, the reporting was done by this The Republic, which is a newspaper out there, I believe, in Columbus. Yeah, The
0: Columbus Republic.
1: And Abdul had reported this in his cheat sheet quite a while ago that this was a possibility. I think Adam Wren had it over there in Importantville a while ago that this was a possibility. And now, uh, according to... uh, uh, the campaign and it was Robert Vane who's a spokesperson. We've had Robert on the show before he said, quote, I have nothing to add other than to confirm uh, Lieutenant Governor Crouch asked Representative Pence to consider being her running mate. So no way to weasel in around or out of that. No, no. I mean, that's about as official as it gets. And Greg Pence gave her $35,000. That was mighty in, generous in of a him. campaign contribution. L- look, I don't care how good a friend you are with someone, no one's $35,000 good friend, so clearly If you are putting together, if you are a prosecutor putting together a case, you have the star witness in Robert Vane campaign spokesman saying, well, she's considering him. And then you have circumstantial evidence, which is the thirty five thousand dollar donation from Greg Pence to Suzanne Crouch. Now, there may have been a time where putting a Pence name behind you was beneficial. But with the disaster that is Mike Pence running for president, total, totally alienating Trump supporters, which are the majority of voters here in Indiana, and by the day, making them more and more angry. And when you couple with Greg Pence, by the way, I think we're going to start calling Greg Fredo from now on, because if you think about the godfather, Greg Pence is Fredo, that loser brother who couldn't do anything on his own, who was a complete disaster, a total epic failure, and but because of the family name was at least tolerated and patted on the back despite his utter incompetence. And when you look at what Greg Pence did with Kill Brothers Oil Company in terms of the business failure and then obviously the environmental issues which taxpayers were forced to clean up, Greg Pence from this point forward will now be known as Fredo Pence. <laughs> and so you are now looking at if you are going to vote for Suzanne Crouch for governor, you have to accept that Suzanne Crouch believes that in a state of 7 million people, Fredo Pence is the best we can do in terms of our number 2 running this state. How could you possibly vote for silent Suzanne Crouch knowing that Fredo Pence is
0: going to, is going to be her running mate? He does have a very nice antique mall down there in Edinburgh. <laughs> Just,
1: so, the, so this is what's interesting and this is what the Pences do because the Pences Mike Pence Fredo Pence, they all believe that they're entitled to stuff. This is this is what this family is. Micah Beckwith responded to this in a press release, and I thought this was was great. He said, quote, delegates should be able to choose who should serve in the second highest level in office in our state government instead of just one person choosing. That's why I'm challenging Congressman Greg Pence to enter the race for lieutenant governor. If he wants to be lieutenant governor, he should run and make his case to the delegates, not look for an anointment. I love that. Yeah, Greg, if you want this, don't go in the back door like the Pence's always do, Fredo. Step up, man up, put your name on the ballot like Micah is, and let the delegates make
0: the choice without the scales being tipped in your favor. There's also another advantage to going about it that way. Suzanne, as you said, she is one of six candidates vying for governor. He probably has a better chance of becoming a lieutenant governor nominee by just saying, "Yeah, I would like to do this." Whoever are whoever gets elected in the primary. Consider me, along with Micah, because, yeah, Suzanne is one of six. Now, Suzanne Crouch has not spoken on this as far as I know.
1: Every comment that has been made has been from a campaign spokesperson, either anonymously or on the record. I was told yesterday, and this is, we'll see, by a very, what I believe to be a very reliable source, that she is not happy that this got out. And she's not happy that there was an official commentary on it. But this is where the silent Suzanne stuff comes in. If indeed that is true, Suzanne, and you don't want Greg Pence, then stand up and say it. It will probably win you a lot of votes if you come out and reject Greg Pence. You will win way more votes if you come out and say, I am like most Hoosiers, totally done with this Pence family and good
0: riddance. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if she just came out, if she came on these airwaves and said, you know, Rob, there are four and a half million Hoosiers that are eligible in this state to be lieutenant governor. I will consider any of them, but not Greg Pitts. Can you imagine
1: what that says about your judgment? And by the way, she needs to do it soon because it's out there and now it's festering amongst people who will be delegates that you have all of these people you can choose from. And you're so wed, which is the knock on Suzanne, because it's true. You are so wed to the establishment that you're going, you're not even going to pick the good pence. You're not picking Michael Corleone. (laughs) So
0: so what does she get out of this?
1: Well, again, I think it's a person who is uh, very, obviously very connected inside of the establishment circle. I think she sees the saw. The name Pence, this, you know, months ago when this stuff was first reported and you say, well, the guy can raise a gajillion dollars. There is still a base of people who revere the Pence name, but this is before Fredo's brother is and, and is proactively currently taking a colossal dump on all the Trump voters in the state of Indiana and appears, based on commentary we're going to play later in the show, about to turn state's evidence on Donald Trump. May, gee, maybe the Pence name is finally becoming the poison it has long actually been in this state, and maybe she's looking for a way out of it.
0: Yeah, this will be interesting, but yeah, the, the fact that somebody from her campaign said, yeah, yeah, we've talked to him. And and we, that's- we, it, well, this is the
1: point, right? It makes it very hard for her now to come out and go, nuh-uh, because your spokesperson, and we like Robert, you know Robert, I know, I know Robert. Robert, he's been on this show before, comes out and says, yeah, this is this is true. You can't say fake news. You can't say the media is manipulating. Either one of two things happened. Either you did, you do want him, which the 35, again, circumstantial evidence, 35 grand says yes, or you've got such a lack of institutional control in your campaign that you got people speaking off the cuff without knowing what's going on or consent. And I've known Robert Bain long enough, no, he didn't do that. So I'm telling you if you vote for Suzanne Crouch in a primary as of right now, you're getting Greg Pence as your lieutenant governor. Proceed with caution.